0: welcome to the contractor success forum today we are talking about how to reduce safety claims and having a discussion about risk management we've got a very special guest with us today here on the contractor success forum our mission is to provide game-changing financial education for contractors to help you be more profitable grow and succeed in your business and who is here to help us do that as usual we have stephen brown with mcdaniel whitley Finding and insurance. And I'm Wade Carver with Carver Company CPAs. And today we are privileged to have Mac Bell of Builders Mutual Insurance. Mac is the regional manager of risk management. Mac, can you tell us a little more about yourself and what you do?
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Wade and Stephen, for having me in this morning. As part of what I do, I've been involved with construction health and safety now for 34 years. I started right out of of college with a degree in safety and health and went into the construction industry. Found it fascinating, found it a challenge that that changes every single day. I did spend the better part of my career with Liberty Mutual Insurance, spent time with them before spending the last five years with Builders Mutual. As you mentioned, Wade, I am one of three regional managers in the risk management department that we have at Builders Mutual. We cover eight states and the district of D.C. My territory is basically the lower portion of North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, and Florida. That's a lot
2: of contractors, Matt.
1: (laughs) There are a bunch to see. And as I said, it's it's a changing environment. It's a challenging environment. And and it does make us just think on our feet every single day we're out in the field working with our policyholders.
2: Well, our listeners know about that. They're contractors, and there's not a tougher
1: group to keep safe. It is. The construction industry is just inherently dangerous with the exposures that workers are facing every single day they step onto the job. And as I said, when I first started this, my task was to help people come home safe. Their families need them, their friends need them, and it is a dangerous environment that they're in every single day. So anything we can do to help them address these exposures and concerns is important.
2: Yeah. And I can say this too, even though OSHA has been around since after the depression, safety really, when I guess, Mac, we started about the same time in this industry and safety was not, it was not a buzzword. I remember having a a conversation with with one of our contractors and I was probably in my mid twenties and I was talking about safety and he looked at me like my hair was on fire. He really (laughs) did. Yeah. And he goes, "Let me tell you something. We don't have claims. Cuz they know I'll kick their ass if they have a claim." I'm like, "Man, you're brilliant. I'm so glad to <laughs> know you."
1: <laughs> it was a tough environment when I came up as well. You're telling our age, Stephen. As I came in as a as a greenhorn, it it one of my defining moments was with a a seasoned construction veteran. And I tried to slide some OSHA lingo in with him, and he set me straight real quick. And and the, the conversation was a little bit blue, so I'll leave it out of here. But he told me real quick to respect people and not try to come across as an enforcer. And the conversation we had way back in the late 80s, again, telling my age, that conversation set the tone for me personally of what I wanted to do. And I, it was all about helping people. So there is a way to mix OSHA into a conversation and not feel like enforcement.
2: Yeah, you just you just say those those four letters, and contractors are going to start getting stressed. But you know, you're so right, and that's why I asked you to be on here. Of all our insurance companies, we represent Builders Mutual is really one of the best way. They truly they keep. Over 85% of their customers through relationships and these relationships that come with safety and loss control just come with, first of all, developing a relationship and not in there stomping your feet and screaming and yelling. And Mac, that's wise comments there. It
1: was, as I said, it, it just really set me back because you're you're coming into the industry, you're trying to prove yourself, you're trying to stand up and show your knowledge. And when I flexed my brain, he told me real quick, that's not how you went over people. Uh, How you went over people is listen and understand the challenges that they face and then help them try to figure it out within the boundaries Mm -hmm. of what the regulations allow. Well,
2: I guess main thing our listeners might want to hear about what do insurance companies do to help their customers with risk management? And you can't speak
1: for everyone, but you can certainly speak for
2: Builders Mutual.
1: I will. I will be happy to do that. First of all, insurance sometimes becomes a dirty word. People don't like it. as a necessary evil. But as part of what we do, we do provide all lines of coverage for our policyholders. And then we, we seek to understand their business. That's one of the first things that our risk management consultants do when they step on site. They try to understand the business. All we do at Builders Mutual is construction. We are construction focused, so we're not drifting away from the roots of where we came from, the North Carolina Home Builders Association. We we actually reach out to the policyholders, try to find the opportunities to meet them where they are on site, see their work, and then talk through solutions that could cause harm to come to their employees, and so that's in a nutshell it.
0: Yeah, Mac. I know safety is not one of those things that most of my contractors want to even deal with, but you know they do want to figure out how to save money and I think reducing these claims. Stephen and I were talking as well, that I guess you guys put out some statistics about safety and
1: that kind of stuff. I didn't know if you wanted to give us some wisdom on some of that. I'll share what I can. Just the fact that we are able to engage and step on site with the policyholder. One visit. One visit has shown through statistics to reduce the likelihood of an incident 27%. The second visit increases that to 41%. So our engagement with the policyholder. Is something that it, it comes with challenges, but when they understand we're trying to help them with their business, relate to them claims we've seen that mimic what they do on a daily basis, that resonates with them. So, so there are statistics there. For every time we step on site, we're reducing the likelihood of claims happening to them. So,
0: right. So one of the things that you commonly see that where they drop the ball and maybe they end up having a safety claim?
1: The main thing is having that claim reported into us. A lot of contractors have the issues and they want to pay for it out of pocket. And that's where things can get out of hand. Because once the claim is reported into us, even if it's just a minor first aid, we'll take it as a report only so it does not impact them from their OSHA rate or anything like that. What it does, it puts our claims and our adjusters on alert for this in case the case gets out of control. All of a sudden, you have a person that goes to see their own doctor. That doctor puts them out of work. Now the contractor is short people. The claim cost gets out of control. And it makes it challenging for us to get our arms around it once the horse is out of the barn, so to speak
2: yeah you're you're right, and why is it so important that that you get your worker back to work quickly?
1: Workers that come back to work, first of all is productivity. You, you, as a contractor, we deal with a lot of smaller contractors. So if you take a contractor that has nine employees, all right, mm-hmm. everybody's doing everything. Well, when you lose one, now you've doubled somebody else's workload. We are no different than any other construction outfit that's trying to hire. The labor market is so challenging right now to get people. Some of the other issues, Stephen, are some people, the longer they are out of work, the less they want to come back to work. And as they're out of work, the comp costs start piling up. They then have to come back. If they come back, they have to go through a work hardening process, which basically gets them back up to speed so that they are 100% to do their job. So there's, there's a number of challenges out there to, to make it so important to get somebody to return back to work after injury. What we like to see is contractors have some level of modified duty programs. Now that's tough, that's tough with what we do in our industry, but if we can get them back on the job and back to their normal pay, we're able to get them back into the workforce fully sooner and reduce the compensation costs. So, what are
2: some practical ideas of you're bringing someone back to work, and you're thinking I haven't got anything for them to do. Yep, because Here's that all the time. construction worker, the the old joke was have them count paper clips. But <laughs> the whole point was, Wade, you know, if you get them back to work, then the the payment benefits cease, right? And they're they're not laying around at home watching TV all day with commercials attorney commercials
1: that's that's a fact that's that's what daytime TV is and the counting paper clips that was a way back when I remember those days when we were getting people back to work and that was almost like a punishment to make them go back to work but what we can do what what happens now is is when you start looking at how do we bring somebody back to modified duty one of the leading causes of injury on the job site comes back to housekeeping simply housekeeping and keeping the job clean. So there's always an opportunity to bring someone back and have them be a grounds person for a roofer, have them be on the ground, not picking up material, but sweeping up and cleaning up and keeping things organized. Mm-hmm. Some of those jobs that fall within the restrictions that have been placed on the injured worker to allow them to come back in some capacity.
2: Okay. So you've got to be a creative, talk to your agent. You can find something for them to do. But here's the thing. Then all you've got is medical expenses. The compensation expenses stop. So you're controlling the workers' comp cost. And everybody knows that your workers' comp is affected by your experience mod. ERMs, everybody calls them experience rate modifier. But every new construction company starts off with a one. And after three years of spending $5,000 or more workers' comp premium, you develop an experience mod. So – as you grow, you have certain customers, especially the ones doing plant work, and they require you to have an experience mod under a one. Mm-hmm. The lower, the better. Yep. And that's a reflection of your safety because then you don't have claims. You have a low experience mod. we were talking about finger cuts. You turn them in for porting purposes. And then what if that finger gets gangrene in it later? Yep. What if they get an attorney and all sorts of crazy stuff happens? Then you've got Builders Mutual. And their full team of expert to help settle it for you and if you think you can do it yourself or you think you can handle it better than an insurance company then and you know go start your own insurance company
1: well Stephen, that's that's exactly what happens sometimes we have the the thought process of we can take care of that and by the time it does get to our claims people this this incident this injury has gotten out of control and so again the report only doesn't impact their mod, it does help us get control of the claim so we understand and we can control medical, where they go to see the doctor and make sure we have them seeing the right people when they need to see the right people.
2: Sure. And there's also laws in every state about how long you have to report a claim and uh, attorney gets a hold of you and you've tried to finagle it yourself and it it gets worse. It's just going to happen. It's just, just don't do it. Just turn in the claim and move on, get back to work. We also talked about when someone's hurt, what are those costs? Well, your experience mod can go up, your insurance can go up, but then there's the variable cost. You've lost the production weight of that worker right. for that period that, you, and another worker who's taking them to the hospital. Yep. So that production has to be made up. The variable cost of someone getting hurt is is. It's huge. It's so much more than the cost of insurance or workers' comp. And also, Mac, I was reading in your annual report that for every dollar you spend on safety, you end up saving 4 to $6. Now, that, yep. that was an OSHA fact. Do you believe that?
1: I do. It's so hard to prove, though, because we do have a lot of policyholders that, that we see, and they haven't had these experiences yet. Thankfully, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But then when we're trying to sell safety, again, the construction industry is a hard industry. Yeah, I haven't had any injuries. That's not going to happen to me. Man, that's, that's a common theme. And, and when you try to start expressing concern and, and offering recommendations to a policyholder that's going to cost them $4,000, well, then they don't see that because they haven't had that incident. Just this morning prior to coming on the podcast, we get claims alerts and i just got one this morning for an increase up to seven hundred thousand dollars for a relatively minor claim out of control out of our touch and all of a sudden now we are in deep with a claim that could have been handled a lot easier so yes i do believe that that there's a savings every time we get a chance to step on site i go back to those first numbers that i threw out at you 27 percent reduction of a chance of loss just with one visit from risk management, 41% if we're on site with you twice. And it's because we're raising awareness when we're there, we're pointing out issues, we're educating. We do a lot of impromptu training right on the job site. Mm. We'll bring people down off roofs. We'll bring them down off ladders if they're being used improperly and educate right there. So I do believe that that our presence of risk management and loss prevention of whomever on site does help with those uh, actual costs.
2: Right. And like I said, you educate your agents too to be better, better construction agents. And I really appreciate that over the years. And I also appreciate you going into safety to say, I want people to be able to come home to their families at night. It sounds like. That's not anything, but it is everything.
1: When and you have to have a conversation that somebody's not coming home, and, and
2: we, you can't be in the business as long as we have without having death claims, yep. and unfortunately, we had one week for last. Or our office did last week. Is interesting. One of my clients, not Builders Mutual, by the way they they hit a transformer, and luckily, they knocked out an apartment. During the day when that apartment was mostly young to middle-aged people lived there, so they were all at work, and we got the power put back on. But the safety manager was there all day answering questions. The people that were freaking out over their their power, worried about whether this was going to turn into a huge claim, and I told him, I said, "I, I just want you to know how much I appreciate you. Because you may never hear, you may never hear it from his employer. Because a good safety director, it seems like they're not doing anything because mm-hmm. they're not having claims, and and you have a, a claim, and all of a sudden, oh, oh, we get their safety director <laughs> over there. You know, well,
1: we, it, and and we, it, at builders, I think we have developed a, we have a very seasoned staff in the field. We have twenty-one consultants that are located throughout our footprint. And as I said, with each of them, none of them have less than eight years experience in the field at builders. We have just recently developed a, a path so we can promote from within. So we can bring people up through maybe the insurance world. That's not really been exposed to safety. So we're, we're working on a mentorship program where we can bring the younger generation in and, and have them carry the torch, so Mm -hmm. to speak. Yeah, Because you did mention earlier the, the age in the construction workforce. The average is just going up and we're losing so much knowledge, so much skill. We have to bring up and mentor to keep the level of quality that we've had.
0: So, Mackler, can you give us, say, the top three things you tell contractors to go out and do today to improve their safety programs? I,
1: yeah, absolutely. Number one is talk to your people. That is just talk to your people.
0: And listen.
1: Um, Absolutely. Talk and listen. They know their business. They know. I can go on site and I can ask an owner, what keeps you up at night? What worries you? And they give me two or three things. What we are seeing falls is just number one. It comes across our desk and there are many of them and they're expensive and they're fatal. So you go back to talk to your people, listen to your people. Another thing I would say is, connect on the job site so you can see. I can talk in the office with everybody, and there's a bunch of head nodding going on, and they understand, but you've got to go out. You've got to see the work and make sure it's being done. The third thing I would say is enforce your policies. Enforce your policies, because if you don't If you go out and you see people climbing on a roof and they're not using fall protection and you don't say anything, you've condoned it and started to create the acceptance of the lack of fall protection. It's a hard thing to have that conversation with somebody, but it's harder to talk to their family and tell them they're not coming home.
2: Yeah, that expression, safety comes from management, Mm -hmm. is just so true. Just exactly what you said, Mac. You, You just let one thing slide.
1: And then it becomes standard practice. Yep. And it's a challenge right now. in, And, and especially, again, our business being in residential construction, a lot of our policy holders are, are home builders and they have roofers. The roofing industry right now is just such a challenge. Fall protection. This is where the, the rub comes, Stephen, when I'm talking to the roofers who are getting paid by the square and telling them you really need to be anchored in up there with fall protection. And, and it's, hmm. boy, that's going to that's gonna cut my production in half. It's going to cut my pay in half. So those two worlds colliding just make for constant challenges for the owners, for us, for the workers. We all have to try to find the common ground somewhere to make sure we keep our people safe when they're out on the job site. Mm-hmm.
2: What are the main types of most severe injuries that you're seeing?
1: It, it, again, it all relates back to falls. We do see a lot of severe injuries coming from auto collisions uh, to where we have workers traveling from one job site to another. The technology that we have now, people's attentions are lost because they're mm-hmm. in electronic devices. So we challenge our policyholders who have radio communications or contact with their employees. Hey, don't text them when you know they're driving because they're going to text back. So we, we see a lot of severity there. And as I said, the falls, we, we just we get those notices across our desk daily where we have a, a 22-year-old worker that's been on job site for a week um, and has fallen from the roof and now has lost the use of limbs or life. Yeah. What we're seeing right now is workers that have just been hired and the older aging workforce. Those are the two areas where the claims are happening. The yeah, aging it sounds workforce, like it
2: would be the perfect storm, doesn't it?
1: It is. The aging workforce this is what's happening in construction. We can't do the things that we did when we were a younger pup, and we still think we can because construction has always been a macho type industry. So we have that. Then we have the younger generation that's coming in, the people they're hiring, and this is where we talk to our owners. I, I educate these people before you put them on the job. We've had claims of day one on the job and gone, loss of life. It, it, it just, it, it really sad. just is frustrating. It's sad and frustrating when you yeah. see that and you see that a, a person has left this world that is 23, 24 years old and had a whole life ahead of them. And, and that, but that's the drive. That's what's kept me in this, this industry for 30 plus years. Still got a lot of gas in the tank here. (laughs) Hey, I might add
2: too, when you talk about fall protection, you were talking about roofers a lot, but there's so many things you climb up on that you fall off of that I've seen claims with Uh, short ladders, small ladders, stepping up on a box, getting on and off equipment. Mm -hmm. So anyway... Three points of contact. Listen, three point, you always have three points of contact with anything you're climbing up or down from always. Yep. And one thing that, you know, we've done is put stickers on the equipment by that handrail, reminding them of getting down and getting up, just little, little things like that. But, but it
1: goes back yeah. to, to training too, Steven and observation mm-hmm. because habit, uh, if you don't coach, when you see that incorrect behavior, Habits form and we don't think about it because it's so routine and part of our day getting in and out of the cab of a vehicle, a CDL driver, that handrail doesn't become because they have papers in the hand and everything else. So we have to we have to coach and, and remind people because good people make mistakes. It's not people looking to find a find a rule to break or bend. We get caught up in the daily routine of the day. And those things don't resonate with us because it hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. But you talk to somebody that's fallen out of the cab because they didn't. And guess what? They do now because yeah, right. they, they, they had that experience.
2: There's knee injuries. There's broken ankles. There's everything coming from getting out of equipment. Yep. Yeah.
1: We do focus a lot with ladders as well because that's probably the, the most common tool that all of our contractors have. Everybody's got a ladder. Nobody wants to throw a ladder away uh-huh. <laughs> they, they get ding they get bent oh, well they can't get a new ladder because it costs and there it comes back to how does that how's that safety saving me when they're making me buy a new ladder well because we have ladder claims that are in the hundreds of thousands of dollars because people fell off because of the ladder condition was not uh-huh. right.
0: Well, this has been a lot of things to think about here, sobering thoughts, but Mac, you got any final thoughts before we wrap up?
1: I would just say to, to everybody that's hearing this is that Builders Mutual is a caring insurance company that wants to partner with you. That's our goal. Our goal is not to come out and, and be an enforcer, to be an inspector. Every safety person that I've ever met has this kind of drive. They have a drive to help protect people. Listen have an open mind. Try to see things that could harm your people and and find ways. Reach out to a consultant if you can't figure it out, because that's what we do for, for a living. That's yeah.
2: awesome. Mac, thanks for coming on. Absolutely. load me up so I can can feed you some barbecue.
1: Oh, I'll definitely will do that, Stephen. Don't worry about that. I got your phone number. I can track you down now.
0: <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> On that note, thank you, Mac, for joining us. Thank you all for listening to the Contractor Success Forum, wherever you might be tuning in from. Find us on YouTube channel at Carpenter CPAs for more information, and be sure to check the show notes for more free resources. We'll put Mac's contact information there, too, if you need to talk with him. If you haven't already, we would sincerely appreciate it if you consider subscribing to our YouTube channel and ring that notification bell to follow each episode as we post it every week. Our mission is to provide game-changing financial education for contractors to help you be more profitable, grow, and succeed in your business. We sincerely appreciate your support and comment in this journey, and we will look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Thank you.
1: Be safe.